Shalom, and I hope all is well. My name is Yitzchak Schiffman. I love sharing Torah thoughts, ideas, and messages in all of its wonderful parts and facets. Baruch Hashem, today this is easier than ever before. Please enjoy the following class and the rest of them on my podcast. And follow in order to receive updates daily. Also, please feel free to share this podcast with your friends, family, and neighbors so they could enjoy as well. Now let's move on and learn and grow together. All right, let's get started, Yechever. We're, we're holding on Dafdalid. Let's recap. Avodat Hashem, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 100%. Welcome in, doctor. Good to see you, man. Looking fresh with a nice haircut. This is, this is, you know, Baruch Hashem. We're right over here. I think so. Yala, let's get started here. Yesterday, let's recap what we did yesterday and then we'll go ahead. Yesterday, we learned a long story. Yesterday, we learned that there are three, there were three people in history who asked for things in a way that was considered inappropriate, not appropriate. Two of them were answered appropriately, one of them was answered not appropriately. So let's see, who are they? Eliezer, Ever Avraham. Eliezer, the servant of Avraham. Shaul ben Kish, which is Shaul Amelech. And Yiftach HaGiladi. So let's see, what were they? Eliezer, Ever Avraham said, whichever girl fulfills this condition and pours water, she will be the right one for Yitzchak. And he didn't make a specification. He didn't say she shouldn't be uh, blind or uh, missing a leg, right? So, therefore, the Gemara says, even though he said it in a way that was too open-ended, too vague, still, she, she, he got Rivka Imenu. Yeah. But still, if I say, yeah. okay, she's not this, I say, okay, yeah. why, why is she, it says she's not going to be going, not going to be this. That's what Rashi said. That's what Tosafot says, because any shadow Leofi, so therefore, that's what he says. That's what he says, Leofi. All right. Let's move on. The second one is Shaul ben Kish. So we had this guy Goliath, Goliath, who was cursing the Jewish people, cursing Hashem. And Shaul said, whoever kills him will marry my daughter. The problem is, daughter is a, is a princess, royalty. Maybe a mamzer is going to kill uh, Goliath. So, Baruch Hashem, it turned out it was David HaMelech. He was answered appropriately. The last one was Yiftach HaGiladi. This one we left off with. Shaul was the father-in-law of David HaMelech. Of David Amelech. Oh, he married his daughter. He ended up marrying Michal Bat Shaul, and it was exactly. <coughs> the third one was Yiftach Agiladi. So Yiftach Agiladi was one of the Shoftim who protected and judged the Jewish people in uh, Sefer Shoftim. Before he went out to war, he said, Hashem, if I'm successful in war, then the first thing to come out of my house when I come back from war will be a Korban La Hashem. Korban to Hashem. So the Gemara tells us he did not ask appropriately. Why was it not appropriately? Because maybe a Chazir, maybe a Davar Tameh, something not kosher would walk out. And let me move over a little bit here. Let me move over a little bit. Move over a little. So 
Maybe, maybe a, a, a pig would walk out, something not kosher. And what ended up happening was, why would he? It was a pet. I don't know. Yeah. Pigs are, are people too. I don't have no idea. Anyways, so the point is, <laughs> it's funny, I just had a whole conversation with a kid in the high school about having dogs. The big topic about dogs and is it a Jewish thing? Is it not a Jewish thing? Anyways, is it? Is it not? Is it? I mean, I think the bottom line is Jews did not have dogs historically. That's what I think the bottom line is. What's the reason? And if it's permitted or, or that's a different story, but we don't, we just don't, there's no, uh, it wasn't a thing. No, so it happens to be, I know some. No, I know some, first of all. First of all, I know some. Secondly, the reason I think it ultimately was not a Jewish thing is because Jews have kids. Meaning, meaning, meaning for the Goyim that you have like one kid or maybe two kids. Okay, so you're bored, you get a dog, I understand. But for Jews, you know, you have a big family, three, four, five, six, you're busy, you don't have time for a dog. It's just, I think it's more of a practical thing than anything else. Just, that's the reality. I, I don't have time to deal with a dog. I have kids. Oh, Hashem, I have, exactly. That's, 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 why, that's I think the reality of it. But anyways, back to our story. So what ended up happening was his daughter walked out and he had to dedicate her as a korban. And we left off saying this was how he was responded to Shalokehogan inappropriately. And how do we know that Hashem wasn't a, he didn't want this? Because it says in the Pasuk in Yermia, there is no the uh, medicine is not in in uh, if the medicine is not in Gilad, if the doctor is not there. Meaning Rashi explains that really what should have happened was Hashem wanted this neder to be removed. How could it have been removed? That Iftach should have gone to the Chacham. Who was the Chacham? Pinchas. By the way, Dr. Pomper, you said it was Pinchas, the son of Elazar. I think it was. I think you're right. No, I think you're right. Yeah, I know, but I think you're right. I think it was the Kohen Gadol. I, th I think you're right. I think you're right. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking about it after. It could be. It was the grandson. It's possible. Theoretically, I don't see why not. So, he should have gone and had... Yeah, so that's a different... I don't know. That, that already gets complicated. There's a machlokis about that. It's not so pasha. But yeah. So now, he should have gone to Pinchas and had the nether removed. But, Iftach maintained, I'm the shofet, the chacham should come to me. Pinchas maintained, I'm the leader, and the shofet should come to me. It's gava. At the end of the day, they didn't go to each other, and that's why the psukim in Yirmiyah tell us Hashem was not happy with this. And I just want to point out on the side, like we mentioned yesterday, there is a major machloket rishonim. Did he actually bring her as a korban? Only a few of them say that. Most of them say he just confined her to a life not getting married, which was also like a sacrifice, like Nazir to a certain degree. But the point is, is that it wasn't something Hashem wanted. Now on that note, what we're about to show is there were three people who attempted or brought korbanot in history. Human sacrifices, we're going to see. Human sacrifices, and Hashem said, I don't want this. Meaning Hashem does not want human sacrifices. So the first one is, which the reason we're bringing it is in reference to the story of Yiftach. Hashem says, I don't want your daughter as a sacrifice. That's not what I want. We're going to quote another pasuk that implies there were three people like this. We'll show who those three people were. But Yiftach had advisors. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Stubborn, I guess. Yeah. 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 You don't need to get it no, no, I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. 
Let's see this inside. So everybody look inside. We're holding towards the, we're close to the bottom of the page already. We're holding v'chtiv asher lo If you see, it's another pasuk in Yirmiya. V'chtiv asher lo It's about uh, 12 lines from the, from where the lines get wide. Above where the lines get wide. V'chtiv, right there. You see it? V'chtiv, the end of the line. You see it? Yeah. You see that? Uh, everybody got it? So on this note of sacrifices of people, human sacrifices that Hashem says, I don't want, the Pasuk tells us in Yirmiya, it says, Now the Pasuk is actually talking about how people used to worship Baal. They used to worship a certain Avodah Zarah and they would bring human sacrifices. In the Pasuk there in Yirmiya, Hashem says, I don't want that. That's not what I want. I don't want sacrifices, people to be killed. But in this context, we learn that there were three people who attempted or actually brought human sacrifices, and Hashem says, I don't want that. There's three words in the Pasuk. It says, I didn't command. I did not speak. It never entered my mind, literally my heart. But it means, Hashem says, I don't want this. Three different stories. What were the three different stories? What does Asherlot Tziviti refer to? Zebeno shel Mesha Melech Moav. Mesha was the king of Moav. He brought his son as a sacrifice to appease Hashem. Okay, so this is a story in Melachim Bet. It says that the king of uh, Moab, I believe if I remember correctly, he was in battle and he wanted to make Hashem happy with him so he would succeed in battle. And he brought his firstborn son. He's not a Jewish king. This is uh, the king of Moab. He brought his firstborn son as a korban to Hashem. So Asher Lotziviti tells us, Hashem says, I don't want that. That's not what I'm looking for. Where do we find this? In Melachim Bet, the Pasuk tells us, He took his firstborn son. This is Mesha, the king of Moab, that would have ruled under him. Means the firstborn son would have taken over as the next king. And he brought him as an Ola, as a sacrifice to Hashem. He thought he was doing something virtuous. I'm bringing a korban to Hashem. But Hashem says, I never commanded that. I don't want human sacrifices. That's number one. Velodi Barti, and when it says I, he brought it, he brought it, yeah. If I remember correctly, it was a war between Moab and I believe it was the king of Israel with another, uh, another country fighting against Moab. If I remember correctly, so in the war, the king of Moab brought this korban, and Hashem said, "I, I don't want that. That's not. That doesn't make me happy. That's not." Uh, yeah, was it? I think it was against. It was against, against. Yeah, yeah. It's an amazing thing. The Goyim, at certain points in history, they, they appreciated the fact of Hashem's power. It doesn't mean that they, by the way, it doesn't mean they uniquely served Hashem, because some of them, they still thought there were multiple gods, which the Jews themselves did throughout, you go throughout Melachim. There were many times in history that we worshipped Hashem, but we also worshipped all of the non-Jewish uh, powers. Uh, that's, that's the reality. It happened, I mean, you go through it, it's, it's unbelievable. What is, when, I mean, the Pasuk in Yermia, when it says, I didn't speak, I didn't want this, what is that referring to? This refers to the story of Yiftach, is that Hashem says, I didn't want you to make your daughter into a sacrifice. That's not what I was looking for. What's that? What's that? One second, we're not there yet. Hold on. And the third one is, it didn't enter my heart. Hashem says, I didn't want this. What was that referring to? Ze Yitzchak ben Avraham. So we know this story. The story of Yitzchak ben Avraham. 
What happened? The Satan was mekatreg. The Satan persecuted against Avraham Avinu. He said to Hashem, you think Avraham is such a loyal slave, a servant to you? If you tell him to sacrifice his son, who says that he's going to listen to you? So what happened? Hashem said, bring your son Yitzchak after so many years of childlessness as a korban to Hashem. And Avraham went through with the entire thing. Now Hashem never said, sacrifice him. He just said, bring him up the mountain. So that's why he didn't actually sacrifice him. But he didn't say sacrifice him. He said, bring him... Right. So he said, bring him up the mountain. Yeah. Yeah. Is it says Ola in the Pasuk? Yeah, yeah. I don't remember. He told him to do that, yeah. but then he told him no, so, so the simple chat in the, the story is, he didn't actually say to kill him. That's the point. Yeah. That's why we, we don't look at it as a contradiction. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I hear, I hear, I hear what he's saying. Yeah. And actually, afterwards, we look at Yitzchak as a korban. There were certain laws applied to Yitzchak because yeah. he became like a korban. Yeah. We say, Yitzchak, the, the, the dirt of the dust of Yitzchak is still a schut for the Jewish people. That's a shechted. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a midrash. But the point is, this was the third example. Hashem said, bring him as a korban. Says Hashem. It really never meant for him to be sacrificed. So Hashem doesn't want human sacrifices. That's the bottom line. That's the, the point of this Gemara. So, so the reason we're bringing it here is because we said in the story of Yiftach, Hashem wasn't happy with the outcome. There was a claim against Yiftach and against Pinchas. They should have resolved the situation in the right way, not had it that the daughter either be killed or even stuck in her state. It wasn't the right thing ultimately. Now, the reason we brought this in, what's that? Where was her mother exactly? Where was her mother? Where was her mother exactly? Maybe she wasn't alive. I don't know. The reason we brought this entire thing in really is for the next part of the Gemara. Really, meaning this is a total tangent. This is nothing, seemingly nothing to do with our. We were talking about rain and dew and wind, and then we brought in three people asked inappropriately. So the reason we brought it in is because we're about to show is the Jewish people, as a nation collectively, asked Hashem in a way that was not appropriate, and he responded in a way that was appropriate. And this, we're going to tie back into this idea of rain and dew and that, that, that discussion. So, Am Rabbi Brachia, Rabbi Brachia says like this, Af Knesset Yisrael, also the Jewish people, the Jewish congregation, Sha'ala Shalokehogen, they asked Hashem, we'll see it for a relationship with Him, in a way that was not appropriate, Ve'akadosh Baruch Hu Eshiva Kehogen, and Hashem responded in a way that was appropriate. Meaning, when the Jews turned to Hashem, as we'll see in the Pasuk in Hosea, and they asked for a connection with Him, they asked in a way that was not appropriate, but Hashem responded in the right way. Shene'emar, as the Pasuk in Hosea says, the Jewish people say to Hashem, Vinaida, and we will know. We will run, we will chase to know Hashem, to connect with Hashem, like the dawn when it emerges with certainty, like the certain dawn when it emerges, like the sun comes out in the morning. So we will run to know, to, to connect with Hashem and to know Him. And then the Pasuk concludes, and He will come like rain for us. Now what does that mean? They were looking for a relationship with Hashem. This is the Jews talking to Hashem. A relationship like the rain. So what HaKadosh Baruch Hu says to the Jewish people 
says the rain is something that is sometimes appreciated and sometimes not appreciated. In the summer we don't want rain, in the winter we do want rain. So what they were saying essentially is we want an on-again, on off-again relationship with Hashem. That's not, what it, that's not how it works with God. So Hashem said back to the Jewish people, Biti, my daughter. Very interesting. Sometimes you find that Hashem refers to the Jews as my servants, as my son, as my daughter. They're very different, different. Sometimes you call Hashem M and he, like she. So that's like the Shekhinah. It's only where it's time as Shekhinah. Very interesting, though. You do find these different terminologies. So he says back, My daughter, You're asking for something that is sometimes wanted and is sometimes not wanted. You're saying that you want to have a relationship with me, that we should be connected like the rain, which is on again, off again. That's not how it's going to be. I will be for you. Something that is always wanted. Why? Because in Oshea, the Pasuk tells us, Hashem responds, the Pasuk tells us, I'll be like Tal for the Jewish people. We said Tal is always. Tal never stops. You learned that. So just as Tal never stops, Hashem is saying, I'm going to have a permanent, constant relationship with the Jewish people. As much as we might not want that, Sometimes we get confused. Hashem says, I'm going to always be there for you. I'm always going to be connected to you, whether you like it or not. That's the first point. The Ode, and furthermore, another example. And the Jewish people asked from Hashem in a way that was not appropriate because they said in front of Hashem, Master of the world. So they said in front of Hashem, Simeni, it is a pasuk in Shir Hashirim. Simeni kechotam alibecha, place me like a seal, like a signing on your heart. Kechotam alzroecha, like a signing on your arm. So they said, place me like a signing, like a like a uh, carving, a signing on your heart, on your chest, and a signing on your arm. So the Gemara understands what were they saying. We want to be like the chest and the arm. The chest and the arm is sometimes uncovered and sometimes it's covered. Meaning when you're dressed, it's covered. When you're undressed, taking a shower, whatever, it's uncovered. So the point is they were saying, again, a similar idea, which is we want an uh, we want a infrequent relationship, on again, off again with you, Hashem. Amar lehem HaKadosh Baruch Hashem said back to the Jewish people, Biti, my daughter, you're asking for something, sometimes it's visible, meaning the arm and the chest, when you take off your clothes, it's visible. Sometimes it's not visible when, it's, when you're clothed. I will be for you, like something that is always visible. What does that mean? Because in Yeshaya, the Pasuk tells us, on my palms, I carved you. HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, I carved you on my palms. What does that mean? Palms are always uncovered, right? unless you wear gloves. But generally, people's palms is uncovered. So what HaKadosh Baruch Hu is saying, I'm going to be like my palms to you. What does it mean? Like the thing that's always revealed. I'll always be connected to you. We'll always have that relationship. Even if you're asking for something that's not always constant. So these are the last two ideas. Both of them is a similar underlying theme, which is we say to Hashem, or we said to Hashem, we want to have a relationship that sometimes is, sometimes is not, like the rain. So his response is, I'm going to have a relationship with you like the dew, which is constant. The second point is, I'm going to have a relationship with you like the chest and the arm, which is sometimes covered, sometimes not. And the response is like the palms. Hashem says, I'm going to be like the palms, which are always uncovered. So always will be a relationship. What's that? 
What's that? We want it, exactly. You see, that's, that's the nature, I guess, is that uh, sometimes we want to connect to God and sometimes we want to break from God. But the answer is you, don't, you can't get away from God. It's like some people say, there's no God in Miami. You know, they say, like, <laughs> you don't, because you're a holy Jew. Yeah, you know, some people, you know, it's, it's hard. Listen, I'll connect with Hashem when I'm in shul, when I'm learning. When I go home, when I go on vacation, when I'm in Miami, you know, I take a break. Sam says, no, no, there's no such thing. Constant, all the time, always. We're soldiers. Soldiers, all the time. All right, let's go over outside what we did, and then we'll break for a review. So, so we did today two... Yeah, yeah, sure. Sure, sure, please. Yeah, why you have extra? Please, please, that'd be wonderful, Yosef. That'd be wonderful. That'd be amazing. I think that'd be wonderful. That'd be wonderful, yeah. The only thing is, this, this learning is more serious, so it has to be people that are really going to learn, not yeah, jokers. We, we don't want jokers in this class. No, no, yeah. Or maybe after finish or whatever. Yeah, yeah, no, I think it's a great idea. I think it's a great idea. Any food is a good thing. Food is always a good thing. It's, it's, yeah. <laughs> now we're taking requests already. <laughs> Orange soda. Yeah, okay. All right. <laughs> So bottom line, we did today two sections. The first section we did was, the Pasuk in Yermia says, Hashem said, I don't want human sacrifices. We said it refers to three examples. It refers to the story of Mesha, the king of Moab, sacrificed his son. Hashem said, I don't want that. The second was Yiftach, where he brought his daughter. I didn't want that. And the third is Avraham's son Yitzchak, which didn't eventually, didn't, wasn't brought. And then the last, he brought Rabbi Brechia, which is two examples where Hashem said, you want a relationship like the, like the rain or like the chest and the arm that's, unco- that's sometimes covered, sometimes not, but I'm going to have a relationship with you that's permanent, that's constant, that's always like the dew and like the palms that are always uncovered. That's, the, that's what we did today. I'll, we'll stop here. Let's review now. Sat Hashem. Yeah. Stopping towards the bottom. Third to last line on Dalit Amadalit.